0: Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep because we'd love to have you tune in next week. I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. We welcome you to First Baptist Church and we are grateful that we can worship together here in person and also with those of you who are joining us on Zoom or on YouTube Live. We are grateful to be together and to be able to worship the God who offers us life and love and forgiveness and salvation. It is good to be with you I hope I haven't forgotten how to do this this is I, I had a couple of Sundays away and I'm really grateful for that time and I'm also grateful to be back with you but I'm also running sound this morning and um, I'm not real good at that in the first place so th- who knows what might happen I uh, We did have some sound issues for those of you joining us on Zoom that we finally have ironed out now. So hopefully uh, you're hearing this without the robotic voices of last week. Um, So sometimes the machines just don't work. Uh, So we are very grateful that they are this morning. So let us take a deep breath. Let us ready ourselves now for the worship of God. How beautiful are the places where you dwell, O Lord. Lord. Even the heavens are bursting with the goodness of your presence. Hear our prayers this day, holy God.
1: let us pray father we come before you this day and pray that you would make your presence felt and bless our time together we thank you for bringing us safely to this house of worship remind us of the freedoms we enjoy as your people the word lives among us full of grace and truth father we come to you today with humbled hearts humble because we receive so much from you and give so little in return. We pray that every thought, word, song, and deed be acceptable to you. We ask forgiveness for our sins and pray that you would cleanse our hearts. Let us forget all of our past troubles and concentrate on and be inspired by what we hear this day. Bless us with inner peace we long for. Prepare us and guide us as only our Savior and living Lord can draw us close to you in this time of worship. We pray that you would join and lead us and fill this time with grace, love, and peace. In our Savior's name we pray, amen.
2: Our responses reading today is from Psalms eighty four. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of Hosts? My
3: soul longs indeed, thanks for the courts of the soul, Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God.
2: Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altar, O Lord of Hosts. My King and my God.
3: Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise.
2: Happy are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion.
3: As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of strength. The river rain also covers it with the
2: pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion.
3: O Lord God of
2: hosts,
3: hear my prayer. Give ear, o God of
2: Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly.
3: me, love.
4: Our first scripture reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power, Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me so that when I speak, A message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. The word of the Lord. I'd like to take you with me on an imaginary journey today. We're going to the Holy Land and watch a day in Jesus' life. Actually, we're going to take a quick tour of his whole life. I walk today where Jesus walked.
3: I walk today where Jesus walked in days of long ago. I wander down each path he took with reverent step and slow. Those little things they have not changed. A sweet peace fills the air. I walked today where Jesus walked and felt his presence there. pathway led through Bethlehem are memories ever sweet the little hills of Galilee that knew those childish feet the Mount of Olives hallowed Saints that Jesus knew before, I saw the mighty Jordan arose as in the day. I knelt today where Jesus knelt, where all alone he prayed. The garden of Gethsemane, my heart felt unafraid, Heavy burden up and with him by my side, I climb the hill of Calvary. I climb the hill of Calvary. I climb the hill of Calvary where on the cross
5: Our second scripture reading comes from John 6, 56 through 69, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. Jesus speaking. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is hard teaching, who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? then what if you see the son of man ascend to where he was before the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words that i have spoken to you they are full of the spirit and life yet there are some of you who do not believe for jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him he went on to say This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: When I was a kid, I remember watching on television a couple of times, I think it was mainly baseball games, and, and, and during these games, it would get interrupted and, and stopped for some strange reason and I can't, couldn't quite figure out what had happened. Uh, the camera was on the field and then they took the camera away and I was like, Dad, what's going on? And, my dad said, it was a streaker. <laughs> and I said, well, what's a streaker? And he said, ah, I think it actually happened at a Braves game one time where we were in person. But you know, I was a kid and I wasn't half paying attention and fortunately I, I missed the, the streaker. You probably remember the drill, right? It seems like that doesn't happen near as often. And by the way, that is not an invitation for somebody to challenge that perspective. Um, But you know, somebody runs out onto the field to play sand's clothing and they interrupt the game. I think it happened at the British Open not too many years ago, actually. And of course, it happens at other places besides sporting events. If you remember the song by Ray Stevens, it also happened at the grocery store, and at the gas station. You you remember that song, The Streak, right? That raised the, I thought, actually, I thought Jim was gonna sing that this morning. That's what, we had that planned, and then he just kinda switched on me at the last minute, and anyway, I bet we could sing part of it by memory, right? Don't look, Ethel, it's too late. Uh, well, Several years ago, I heard a colleague of mine refer to someone as a Christian streaker. And I was, that was a little new for me. I had not heard that one. I was a little bit confused. And I, you know, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, we're, whatever we do, we're supposed to do it for Jesus, but I was a little bit confused with this whole idea of Christian streaking. And I was like, I said, Mark, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, he was referring to Ephesians 6. That's what he was referring to, the text that we read. And what he meant by a Christian streaker was that that's someone who only wears the helmet of salvation. That's all they're wearing. They have this nice, big, attention-getting helmet, but you better not look, Ethel, because they ain't wearing anything else. There's no belt of truth. There's no breastplate of righteousness. There's no shoes with which to proclaim the gospel of peace. There's no shield of faith. There's no sword of spirit. The only thing they are wearing is the helmet of salvation. And so what 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 they think, they think they've walked the aisle, they've prayed a prayer, they've been baptized, maybe they use a lot of religious language, and so they're free to go about their business. I've got my helmet of salvation, I'm good to go. And they just have a fundamentally wrong understanding of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Because to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus, it is to commit your life to an entirely different way of living and being. It's a significant deal. It's a commitment to the truth. To tell the truth, to stand up for the truth, to not go chasing after half-truths or innuendos or misinformation or crazy conspiracies. It is a commitment to the truth. It is also a commitment to what is right and what is just. It is to treat everyone as if they are a child of God because, as you already know, they are. They are, every single person you will ever meet is a person created in God's image for whom Christ died. And how you treat them is how you treat Jesus. Do what is right for those who are left out and those who are left behind, not just what is right for your own self-interest. It is a commitment to peace, the way the text says it, to proclaim the gospel of peace. Not just peace as an abstract concept, but that the gospel itself is a gospel of peace, a gospel of reconciliation, which which may seem a bit odd, actually, in the midst of this kind of militaristic imagery. We're talking about armor here, after all, right? And yet we are to proclaim the gospel of peace. You you usually wear armor to wage war, and and the Ephesians would have certainly been familiar with the armor of a Roman soldier, and yet this imagery kind of gets turned on its head. Armor is taken and transformed, belt of truth, Breastplate of righteousness, shoes to proclaim the gospel of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit. This is not the armor of war, but it's the armor of peace. A different approach to living and being. And it's not yours. And it's not mine this armor it's not ours the text clearly says this is the armor of god it says that twice this is the armor of god you see we do not rely on our own strength but on god's the text says it this way be strong in the lord and in the strength of his we don't we don't win this battle with violence that's not how we win the church is not called to wage war the church is called to wage peace and it's counterintuitive it's really not quite how we're wired is it I mean, that's not really what I want to do some days. Some days I want to fight fire with fire. And yet, yet, we are asked to trust in God and in the ways of of God. And that takes a significant amount of faith. When you take a look around and you see that all that is wrong in the world, it's really hard to trust in this different way. And it won't work if we just run around with the helmet of salvation. That's not going to cut it. won't work. We must put on the whole armor of God. Because it's not enough to just say that we believe in Jesus. You see, we actually have to reflect Jesus in our living. We cannot forget the example of Jesus. (coughs) Jesus didn't take life. Instead, he offered his own. He willingly sacrificed himself, even for those who would execute him. He sacrificed himself for them, he forgave them. And so there's this temptation. There's this temptation for those of us who claim to follow Jesus. to really try and take matters in our own hands. (coughs) Excuse me. There There is this temptation for us to take matters in our own hands, and when we do that, what we are actually doing is confessing that we don't actually trust in God. We decide to be our own God. We'll just be God and we'll do our own thing. And yet, that's the antithesis of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. To fall behind him and walk in this different way of living and being. This way that God intends the world to be, even if the world is not that way yet. And so, the good news for us, the trust for us, the way that we can continue to cling to that trust is that we already know the battle has been won. Jesus didn't just die, He's risen. He's risen. And so, the battle has already been won so may it be lord that we would truly believe that may it be lord that we would trust in that good news that we would trust in that deep hope that we would put on the whole armor of god and wage peace in this world help us O lord to reflect your sacrificial love in this broken world Help us, Lord. Help us. Amen. Can't really blame anybody besides myself for not turning on the pulpit mic since I actually have the controls right here. So it's hard to remember to turn it on when I'm talking. I think one of the best things about the, the time away that I had from here, besides the fishing, which was really good. So that was that was nice, right? But where where we were camping, there was no cell signal. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no I, actually, I did have a little satellite device so I could text with my wife and let her know I hadn't been eaten by a grizzly bear. But it's totally removed from all, all news, all social media. And then when you come back home, you kind of have to cut the news on. I, I don't guess you have to, but you feel like you should. It's kind of part of my job, really, to know what's happening in the world. And it's just... It's a hard time right now, so much that's broken in our world, close at home, far away, all all over the globe. And so during this time of prayer, I want us to to focus some of our prayer this morning. And, And the first focus, I want us to pray for Afghanistan and especially for people who are in danger and being displaced, for refugees there, and for refugees all over the world. It's just, it's just a really sad situation. And I'm not a foreign policy expert and don't pretend to be one and don't want to be one, but I am a Christian and so I know that I am called to pray for those who are living in the midst of violence and danger. So let's take a few moments and silently pray for the Afghan refugees and pray for refugees all across this world. Let us silently pray. Lord Jesus, your family on earth knew what it was to be a refugee when they fled to Egypt. Bless all who seek refuge on this earth, O Lord. Meet their needs for safety and for home, and move the hearts of your people to show them welcome. Cause wars to cease and bring justice to the nations so that no one will need to flee again, O Lord. We pray. Amen. You know we had terrible flooding here in western North Carolina, especially in Haywood County. Um, Terribly tragic in one community in particular where several have lost their lives. Also flooding um, that just happened in in Tennessee, um, I believe last night earthquake in Haiti not long ago. We know there are natural disasters all over the world in which people suffer. So let's take a few moments to pray for those who have been affected by these natural disasters. Let us pray together now silently. Oh, Lord, we are grateful for this beautiful creation that you have offered to us to enjoy and that you have entrusted to us to be stewards of. And yet we are also aware that at times this creation moans and groans and sends disaster our way. We pray especially for those who lost loved ones and lost homes and possessions. and We pray that our generosity might help them to find life again and to find hope again. Be with all of us, O Lord, and help us to be good stewards of this creation that you have entrusted to us. Through Christ we pray. Amen. And on the communion table, you you may have noticed the the arrangement of school supplies here. Uh, I want to thank you for all the school supplies that that you've been bringing. Uh, We collect those. Uh, Shelby pointed this out a couple of weeks ago that there are lots of places in the county who provide backpacks and school supplies to students and And we've learned through our relationship with Tron Elementary School that halfway through the school year, a lot of those things run out and the teachers are really in need of supplies again to help their students. And so several years ago, that's that's the niche we begin to try to fill. So we collect all these supplies and then we take them to the school and then they distribute them to students who need them. So thank you for doing that. I think it's always good for us to pray for our students and our teachers and staff, but I think this year, especially so. Um, Our students in South Carolina have already started. Our students here in Polk County start tomorrow and they start in the midst of of a surge and this virus. Um, Unfortunately, they they start without a mask mandate indoors. Um, I worry, especially for my two youngest kids who haven't had a chance to get vaccinated yet, Um, So let us pray for all of our students, our teachers, our staff, our administrators. Let us pray for all of them for a safe year. Let's pray silently now. Oh Lord, we pray for these most precious resources that you've entrusted to us, our students, our children. We pray that you watch over them and that you give them safety. We pray that you would help them to find community and friendship and we pray that they would learn and grow and develop into the people that you already know them to be. We pray for our teachers and our staff and our administrators and all of those who make our schools run. We pray that you would give them safety and that you would give them wisdom. Be with them all in these tough times, O Lord. Take care of them. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. And so now I invite you to just a time of silent prayer, whatever it is that you carry with you this day, whatever thanksgivings you have to offer, whatever burdens you have to share, may we do so silently now as we pray together. Lord, we are deeply grateful for your love and your mercy, for your goodness and your grace, for your faithfulness and forgiveness. We are deeply grateful for this community of faith called First Baptist Tryon. We're grateful that we can be community with each other and for each other that we can be a part of your body, that we can reflect you here in Tryon and beyond. Give us strength, O Lord, give us wisdom. Help us to persevere in these difficult days. Help us to be generous and gracious and kind and loving to each other. And help us to put on the whole armor of God. Help us to proclaim the gospel of peace in all of our living. Help us to be your people, O Lord. Now, if you have names of those who need hope and healing that you would like to offer aloud, I invite those here in the sanctuary to offer those names aloud. And those of you joining us from Zoom, you may unmute yourselves and offer those names aloud.
2: David Bowman.
0: And now for those of you on Zoom, if you would unmute yourself so you can join our voice, join your voice with our voice. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't think I had the sound on in the room, sorry. So those of you on Zoom, if you had prayer concerns, you can offer those aloud.
2: David Bauman.
0: And now let us all join our voices together to pray in the way that Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, It has been good to worship with you this morning. I want to offer a special word of thanks to Carol Bartol for filling in for us this morning. Leslie Raymond, our organist, she had an exposure to COVID in their family and so she's quarantining for a few days. And we're grateful uh, for Carol to offer her gifts this morning in worship. It's been good to be together with all of you I hope that your week is a good one. And I look forward to us joining again to be God's people together here. So let's stand now for the benediction. May you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother, children of almighty God, bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen. You may go in peace.